Star Wars theory changed. This is a comment I see a lot on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and any other social media. I first started YouTube in 2016, summer of 2016, and within about a year and two months, I reached 1 million subscribers. I was the fastest growing Star Wars YouTube channel ever in existence. The channel currently has 3.32 million... 3.2? How many is it now? Sorry. The channel currently holds 3.3 million subscribers, which marks the biggest fan Star Wars page on the face of the internet. And that goes for Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, um, whatever it may be. So I'd like to discuss and address this comment that I see a lot of. Now, typically the common thing, these haters, which I don't really like to call them haters. I just think they're misinformed or they don't really know who I am. I find most of them actually don't even watch my channel. And when I've asked, show me an example of something, none of them are able to ever come up with something substantial or even any evidence. They say, no, I don't bother watching you. And I'm like, well, maybe that's the problem. So it usually comes in, you know, a few different reasons. The top two that I find are, he let fame get to his head. And the other one is, his crappy fan film got to his head. Either way, something got to my head, apparently, that I'm not aware of. And then, of course, the third one, which is the obvious one, money got to his head, but we're going to address those really quickly, and then we'll move on. So let's address the first one, fame. I'm not famous. I don't see myself as famous. I make Star Wars videos on YouTube. Brad Pitt, that's famous. Tom Cruise, that's famous. Sean Connery, Clint Eastwood, these dudes are actually famous. Maybe compared to someone who doesn't have a YouTube channel, they could see me as being famous, but I'm not famous. And, and I certainly don't see myself as famous. And I'm going to tell you why. My philosophy and my whole life, this has probably been a downfall, but maybe a good thing, is that no matter how I see myself, I know that out there, there is someone who is always better, better looking, more successful, smarter, has so much more going for them than I have or ever will. There's always a bigger fish. And to be honest, that keeps me pretty grounded. I've really humbled myself and <laughs> simply just by looking around and also realizing that money or aim or any of that crap doesn't take away the fundamental needs of every single human being on this earth, regardless of skin color, gender, or status. That is that we all need love. We all need food. We all need water. We all need shelter. And we all need to be cared for and to be appreciated in some sort of way to feel, you know, self-actualized, to feel like we're wanted or, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, basically. So there's that. Fame, uh, it doesn't exist in my mind. The second, my crappy fan film got to my head. Actually, no, I really don't think it was all that great. That was just a fan film that I created at the time with the best resources that I had at the time and the best knowledge I had at the time. And so for today, when I look back on it, I'm like, well, I could have done this so much better. I should have changed that. This guy shouldn't have worked with me. That dude should have done this. This should have been different. Believe me, if anyone's kicking themselves about that fan film, it's me. Sure, I think I got the message across of what I was trying to create. But with each project that you do, at least for me, you never look back and you're like, that was the best thing ever. No, man, you're always advancing. You're always looking to the horizon, just like Luke was in episode four. And you're always looking to something better. You're always trying to be better than you were. And I think that's really the whole point of life, essentially, is to always be improving and evolve. And then the third, of course, the money thing. He let money get to his head. Well, if that's the case, then shouldn't like Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos or, you know, anyone else be like 
consider themselves a god or something like that. And I guess that's, you know, on a person to person basis, really. So maybe that's a bad argument. But I don't think money really affects me at all. If anything, it actually makes me more blunt and more honest because I have money. I make money. So I don't need anything from anybody. I don't need to filter what I say ever because, well, I don't need anything from anybody. I just want your respect and I want your friendship. And if that's not given to me, then well, so be it. There's somebody else who will. Now, first of all, why am I even addressing this? I have all these channels. I can just focus on them and ignore the haters and no need to address anything, which is my approach, really. So it's a good question. And I must say the reason for that is because I appreciate everyone who has come to watch my videos or talk about me, even if it's in a less than great way. And just as the numbers I touted were impressive and the statistics are great and true, with that comes also the most negativity and the most toxicity and the most bullying online. People seem to think that if you have a large channel or you have money or success or whatever it might be, then you aren't a human. Then you are some sort of corporate entity that doesn't have feelings. Now, this isn't some sort of a boohoo video because I feel like I have some of the now after about seven years, thickest skin on YouTube. And this has greatly benefited my life as a whole because I used to have pretty paper-thin skin, a very fragile ego. And I think being on YouTube, it has completely just changed my perspective of myself, of others, and overall the world. So much so that the reason I'm making this video coming full circle to the answer of the question I proposed is that I appreciate and love every single person who has ever come across my content or even talks about me. And that goes for the ones who talk ill about me too. So if you are one of those people, I don't hate you. I appreciate you for talking about me, uh, increasing the viewability of my channel and what I'm doing and everything I'm trying to promote on my channel, which is Star Wars. And while I talk more about Star Wars, I find there are more people that are actually talking about me than Star Wars itself. And in turn, grants them much more views than their own Star Wars content. And that's not a jab. That's just me being real and what I've really noticed when I observe their channels and their pages and their TikTok platforms and whatever it may be. So I understand how lucrative it may be to be actually chasing clicks in that sense, which is what many people like to define me as. So let's revert back to the explanation here. Star Wars Theory changed. He used to be my favorite Star Wars YouTuber, my favorite content creator, but he's just changed over the years, and now I hate him. And I'm being really polite, because there are some of the most nasty, mean comments that if I were maybe a few years ago more fragile, just been you know in a, in a whole tough about it. But today I'd like to address these comments in one final video. Let's look at everything as a whole. I was one way, and apparently now I've changed. Now, for the subscribers that have been with me since the beginning and love my content and don't see any change whatsoever. I applaud you guys. I love you guys. Let's go back to 2016. This was when The Force Awakens came out. Rogue One was about to come out in a few months and Star Wars was back. It was at a peak. People were really interested. Episode 8 hadn't come out. I mean, Rogue One hadn't even come out, as I said. Theories were on the rise and hence Star Wars theory was born. From six years old, I had been watching Star Wars, and I've been pondering different theories and having fun with it, just like any other Star Wars fan. So when the time came to making the channel, you can basically think of it like a dam behind a massive brick wall. And I just smashed that wall down, and all these theories just flooded out because I'd been thinking about them for, what, 20-something years? Yeah, about 20 years at that point, because I was 26 when I started the channel. And now I'm 33, and Star Wars theory has changed. 
So back at that point, before episode eight came out and nine came out and all of the and all of the valid evidence from Daisy Ridley and everyone else regarding the sequel trilogy, what I know of George Lucas's opinion on the sequel trilogy from people I know who are close with him and people I know who know people that he knows, many different sources that confirm his opinions of the sequel trilogy, which have all changed my opinion on everything going forwards in Disney's acquisition of Star Wars and the overall trajectory and direction going forwards. Yes, this has definitely changed my opinion of everything. You see, in the beginning of the channel, I was under the impression that everything was being handed off very respectfully and that Lucasfilm was still Lucasfilm. Over the years, through people telling me these things that have worked at Lucasfilm, as well as the actors alluding to these bits of evidence, and mainly the content itself of Star Wars. Things that they've done have been rather questionable. I mean, just look at the state of the fandom. All of these things have taken my perspective of Star Wars, which was from the same perspective I had at the age of six up until, well, just maybe a few years ago when I started to realize the truth and change, were all in support of Star Wars going forwards. We're all part of the overall plan that, yes, there must be a plan. This is the same Star Wars that kept me around as a kid, that kept me entertained, that kept me alive, gave me hope when I didn't have any, and helped me attach myself to these characters. I met my best friend ever in the world on a Star Wars forum when I was 14 years old. We later went on to visit each other, hang out, and we're still best friends to this day. Star Wars gave me a close connection with my father. Star Wars gave me a close connection with my mother, my friends. It gave me a close connection with myself, my identity and helped me become a better person by connecting with these characters. And in tough situations in life, I'd say, well, what would Luke Skywalker do? And then later on, what would Anakin do? Which sometimes wasn't really the best question to be asking yourself at that time, but nonetheless, it helped. And so going forwards with Star Wars, when I started the channel in 2016, I had this mindset that everything was the same, nothing was different. It was still the same old people at Lucasfilm. It was just, you know, a different company now owned it and was funding it. And boy, was I wrong. When you come to learn the things that I've learned behind the scenes, you really do realize that it is so not the way that I thought it was. And so, yes, that little bit of glimmer of magic for the new things, the new things, has become a little lackluster and not so much magical, I guess you could say. But that's because I feel like I'm doing the dirty work. I feel like I'm putting the magic in something that has been sucked dry. And so instead of backing up these kinds of poor decisions with the writing, with the sequel trilogy, or the mismanagement of Star Wars going forwards with certain decisions regarding the Kenobi show, and any other projects that I find to not be as authentic as what George Lucas would have created, I am very critical and I'm very protective of George Lucas and of that original story of Star Wars, the first six movies. And of course, the Clone Wars. So for me, yes, I do feel like my perspective of things has changed with the new Star Wars, with the Disney Star Wars. And I know I know the people at Lucasfilm hate that term, but a lot of the people at Lucasfilm aren't really Lucasfilmians anymore. They're more so Disney executives or Disney people that have been hired to now infiltrate the place, infiltrate the studio. And I know this from many of the people who have worked at Lucasfilm for decades that have been absolutely let go and fired once Disney took over and interjected their own people with their own agendas and their own ideas. And for me, that's tainted my belief. So that left me with two options going forwards. I could either continue to consume all of the content, read all of the books, and never think outside of the box of, wait, this kind of doesn't make sense. That's not really how George primed all these characters to be. Or, you know, you see their trajectory going this way, and then all of a sudden they go that way, and it's 
okay, you know, you typically understand character development. And if anyone understands these characters, it's a Star Wars fan, you know, me included. And I've studied these characters to the point where it's not just a movie anymore. This is now a connection with myself, my parents, my friends, and my life. So I hold these extremely close and dear to me so that when they are mistreated in my mind and in the minds of so many other fans, I am very protective of it. So I want to call it out. I can't just sit there and say, hey, this is the way it is because of this and this. Well, no, it doesn't really make sense. When Vader goes to Exegol and sees the super star destroyers that are like Death Stars, ends up dying, and we know the Force Ghost of Anakin exists, and in 30 years never once mentions to Luke that, yo, there's an Exegol out there, and Palpatine's still around, and he's got star destroyers that could all destroy planets each. It kind of makes you wonder, you know, that where is the overall comprehension of Star Wars as a linear story? Where's the teamwork? You know, it kind of seems like, you know, you got this team doing one thing over here, this dude's doing something else, this girl's hired here to do this, and, and they're all going off in their own story of what they think Star Wars is, but that's not really how it's supposed to be, I don't think. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm just some crazy fan, and maybe I have changed. But you know what I haven't changed on is my integrity and my ability to understand what George's story was supposed to be and to know that when I see an actor like Daisy Ridley saying, well, there was really no plan for my character. I didn't really know who she was going to be until the end of Rise of Skywalker and they change it on a whim. That to me shows they didn't really have a plan at all. There's supposed to be a concrete outline. So then when I talk about it, I get, well, but George Lucas changed his mind on several different things. Yes. The creator of Star Wars, the man who created this entire story, was allowed to change certain dialogues, certain scenes, and certain meanings uh, on set the day of filming to better fit his story of Anakin Skywalker being the chosen one. He is the main character in Star Wars. So when you get someone who has purchased Star Wars, an entity, Disney, and they're now trying to continue his story with others who don't really understand the fundamentals of what George was doing and wants to take his characters and veer it off into some weird, sick explanation. It really just makes me question the company as a whole and kind of like, like, what are you doing? This is not what George would have wanted. So yeah, there's, and then of course there's the other option where I could completely just ignore all that and try to just consume everything. And so I feel I have a moral responsibility to myself my younger self, and what I stand for and what my channel stands for, to not perpetrate that kind of behavior and to stand up for something and someone who has changed my life so much. Now, could I be dogmatic and narrow-minded and just say, hey, this is all Star Wars now. This is where it is. Of course, absolutely. But I feel like that would be more disingenuous and I would just be trying to rake in the cash and put on this sort of facade that I'm all for everything going on and trying to make sense of something that really doesn't make sense. Just for what? So I could be part of the group, be invited to things. I don't need to do that. I don't want to do that. And I will never choose to do that. I will always choose to be me. And I'll always choose to be a voice for you guys who have really set me up here, who have put me here. Sure, I released content, but if no one watched it, no one was talking about me, I wouldn't still be around. I wouldn't be making this video. So yes, Star Wars theory has changed in the sense that I feel like I'm a little more realistic now, a little more insightful, and a little more true to myself and George Lucas Star Wars. 
And I think that'll only make the fan fictions, the theories, comic book explanations, bringing them to life, the animations, fan films, reactions, watch parties, and breakdowns all that much better and more real. Thanks for watching this video today and my thoughts on everything. Hope you have a fantastic day. I appreciate you very much. And remember, the Force will be with you always.